This is a Rooster Teeth production. To all you enchanter wizards, stride into the stinky dragon, swallow on latest swill, bewitched switcheroo. It's a mixture of espresso that you brew just for me, a suggestion of sugar, some chopped charming chocolate, a mage handful of ice, heavy hold person cream topped with a trimming of tongues. One mouthful of this mug and we'll be friends for at least one minute of concentration. Previously, our adventurers met with a memoryless mummy in search of answers, so naturally they marched over to the markets of Martian Memorial. After some bargains to die for and upgrades with an artisan, they roamed over to the Riviere Viviant and were besieged by a bridge. Next, Jacques pursued a peculiar pooch where they tracked down a tombstone they weren't expecting, Barney's. Round up refreshment and let's resume this rank recollection. I don't want to make it a habit of dissecting your concoctions at the top of the show, but you did say a mage hand of ice, and mage hand can hold 10 pounds of ice. That's a little too much ice Up for your to drink. 10 pounds. This is a mage handful, not a mage hand of ice. See, I always um, actually, <laughs> it is up to 10 pounds, so it could be ice. any amount less than that. <laughs> Wait, with the stinky dragon guy, he's at the bar, he's serving coffee, but he's it's Duncan. late. Duncan, Duncan. But it's late night, and he's serving coffee. Could like, be decaf. You never had a yeah, late night people coffee? Yeah, people work in the midnight shift. You, know, you never had some an coffee shop dinner open coffee? 24 hours? The graveyard shift. Well, no, no, Get it? I drink yeah. coffee at all hours yeah. of the day, but I'm just saying like- Get out of here. Oh You're not on the show anymore. Oh Poser. <laughs> I'm just like, who's 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 listening? Who's, who's listening? listening? Are, yeah. you, are, you, are you concerned? Who's listening? Yeah. The people, like I said, doing the graveyard shift. In universe, who's listening? I'm just like imagining like- I like I like figuring out the the the, the place beyond the place. It's a uh, you know it's people. Carol, Carol's listening. Who are like Carol? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler: If we find it's, out, it's not necessarily that it's just a coffee shop. It's the same tavern. Yeah, just yeah. Th- now this He's this is the coffee. barista versus the bartender. Got it. That didn't oh. that didn't answer my questions, but, but we got to get going. You know what's Let's, great is recording an episode right after we've recorded an episode because everything's so fresh. Yeah. Remember it all. But Blaine, I had the same reaction as you when you brought up Barney's tombstone. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. literally the last thing that we recorded. We stopped. We, yeah. we stopped to have lunch. I guess my memory. I just forgot went, we stopped. Did body, Barney's body. Barnabas. Maybe your memory will be jogged when I hit you with this arrow. Show oh, it. Do it. That. Hello, my name is Gustavus Roll. I'm the dungeon master of our putrid party. And Dungeon uh, Mister. This week's role play and warm up question is Describe your character's favorite childhood toy. Oh. You already know mine. The teddy bear. Hello. I'm Barbara. I play Elga von Brath, the half elf vampire barbarian. And Elga's brought this up before, so everybody knows. Mm. Her favorite childhood toy, he's more than just a toy, his name Boris. Mm-hmm. He was her uh, teddy bear growing up. And by growing up, I mean hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Boris, very special, very worse for wear at this point. Um, but very special still always to Elga. Is Boris, like, has there been, have you had to make repairs on Boris over the years? Like, is he stitched up? Like, does he have mismatched eyes? No, he he just lives his beautiful life the way he is. No changes. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. She just keeps, like, hustling down like a 
clerics and sorcerers to cast mend. Do it! Do it now! Mend this bear! He somehow still has both of his eyes. He's just a little... You know when, like, you've had a stuffed animal for a long time Mm -hmm. and the stuffing kind of gets... Flat. Flat? Yeah. Yeah. He's a little flat. He's a little clumpy. What color are Boris's eyes? Are they black? They're black eyes. Okay. And he's kind of like a a grayish tan color. Are there any bloodstains on him? No. I would never bring him by my meal. (laughs) I mean... Uh, Around injuries. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's stays, stays safe and sound in my in my bedroom. Hmm. Have we met Boris? Do you no. have Boris on your person now, or is are they at home? He's at home. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. He's he's under a glass case, <laughs> <laughs> like the rose from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey there, it's Blaine Gibson. Hey Blaine Chipaney, hey uh, Chief Fling Rogue. Oh level six. Don't comment on that, John. Uh, <laughs> last gonna... episode, you were so good at subtly looking at it. <sighs> yes. You did a full like lean forward. Subtly is gone. <laughs> I panic and then I forget and then I just have to hey, just. Blaine, yeah. I love it. I love it. Chief Fling Rogue, it. level six. I love, I love all your contact. quirks. Thank you. I'm a big fan of Blaine. I'm a Blaine fan. When Chip. He was a little boy. His parents put him in the Boy Scouts and he got all the badges and worked super hard because at the end of the year, if you got enough badges, you got a pocket knife and Chip worked so hard and he got that pocket knife. He loved that Swiss Army pocket knife. Actually, what's the, what's the more fantasy version than Swiss? Uh, Vania Army. Vania Army? Glarbian Army. Army. Oh, that Glarbian Army knife. And he got it, and he he whittled a little Pinewood Derby car with it and all that. But then he also scored his very first kill with that knife. (laughs) And, oh, that's his favorite toy. He used to stab and carve and whittle and... All sorts of carved wood, people, people, people. real serial killer vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's very Dexter. He was like he was sent towards <laughs> the direction to use these skills. Yeah, I love that knife. That's uh, a good knife. Do you still have it? It's in a f- picture frame back at home, back at me and Carol's place. The the blade got uh, chipped off because in a moment of panic, when I was on a mission, I didn't know what to do, and I lost my other blade, and I pulled out my trusty Glorbian army knife. Step, 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 step. And a person died, and I said, oh, thank you, and I started kissing that Blame knife. Blame just started sweating profusely. <laughs> he started <laughs> kissing it right on the inscription on the side of the knife, right? I forget what that inscription says. The inscription says... Uh, it's in Glurbian. It's in Glurbian. Which translates to made in China. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how fitting it got chipped. Aww. Aww. Is that where you got your name? No, 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 he got named chip. before the knife. <laughs> but we don't know. Maybe like chips just a nickname Could he's picked nickname. up. Yeah. We just learned about Barnabas. Barnabas, yeah. I am Chris Maris, and I play Barney Farney, the Barnabas. human cleric. Barnabas Barnabas. Barnabas Barnabas. Um, <laughs> and uh, favorite toy growing up? Uh, well, I, when, I, I, when I was younger, we, 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 I did not come from a rich... We, we were, uh, the family did not have a lot of money, so mm. my, uh, my favorite toy was this... Uh, I found... A rock. I was going to say a rock. That uh, <laughs> that that uh, resembled a face. And uh, did you would, draw like little eyeballs on it? I uh, it had uh, in caves that looked a lot like eyeballs, and mm. and and uh, used some berries to, to to add a smile. Yeah, rock, rocks were a really new thing when Barney was young. <laughs> yeah. Now, and, Bar- uh, Barney, did you score your first kill with this rock as well? <laughs> no, <laughs> I just got. It's my first friend. 
What was he? What was his yeah, name? What, what was the name? Uh, I, uh, that's Dwayne. so hard no. to remember. <laughs> no, <laughs> Wilson. No, you can't do that. Wilson, Wilson the Rock. Wilson's Johnson. a name. No, but it's 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 a castaway. I know. <laughs> it's also a name. It could be called Wilson. Yeah. Wilson like, the I, Rock. You know what? I I appreciate that, Barb. You're defending him using that because of your use of like Simpsons and stuff. Hey, <laughs> references All are right. always fun. Where, oh, so we know it where Morris is. is. Yeah. We know where my po- po- pay pay pocket knife is. Where's Wilson? <laughs> pay, pay 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 pocket. Wilson's back at my home. Oh oh. And where's your home? I don't remember. Oh. Hopefully we'll find out. Hopefully we'll find out. Well, I think your home might be right here in the dirt. <laughs> Get in there, old man. <laughs> Plenty of rocks in Wilson's there. In there. <laughs> All right, Mateed. Uh Yes, my name is John Reisinger. I play Mati Confucius, the Eric Cochran ghost monk. And uh, my favorite toy uh, growing up. What was my favorite toy growing up? I remember liking string a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rock and string. <laughs> um, no, I had, I did, I, I grew up with uh, a little uh, play uh, bakery set. So mm. I, was, uh, I was, I was an early uh, adopter. Yeah, but it was a simple bake stove. That's what it was called. There's someone they know named Barbara who actually burnt herself as a child on the Easy Bake Oven and said, this is not so easy, Bake Oven. I used to make uh, those little bugs, the creepy crawlers. Creepy crawlers. I had the boy, the little, you know, because everything's gendered. I had a little boy army man baker machine. This, a this is blame, little sorry. boy army man baker yeah, machine? Really? I was obsessed with the little like green plastic. army man. Yeah, so it sounds can, like an Amazon you, you product. Make, yeah. You can make army men out of this thing and they, oh, they, they were terrible. That feels like a, a fumes, like, danger problem. I turned out normal. <laughs> what are you talking about? Pocket knife. There were fireworks. So you would make, like, little soldier, like the little plastic soldiers in this thing like yeah. you would melt yeah. down plastic and put That's them into a I'm, mold yeah. like yeah. that was like a genre of toys in the 90s Are you was pulling like, it up right now i'm trying to look for it i can't find it the but. creepy crawlers i do i do specifically like remember great commercial mm-hmm. and a very fun toy and we had an easy bake oven in our I house legit too. me and my brother were using it in the morning when my parents were still in bed and uh we like pulled out the little tray with a little cake on it and the little tin thing yeah and it fell down, and I was like, "I'll pick it up." And I went oh, to go no. grab the tin with my fingers and just like burnt the heck yeah, out of my hand. Yeah, if you look at uh, Barbara's hand, there's still the um, imp- yeah. You can still yeah. make you out can the still imprint. see the yeah <laughs> the t- see little tin pan. Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark with yeah. the, the, the the Nazi the guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, the only burns on my hands are from when I worked at Burger King. Let's be real here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Walker yes, sounds so good. That, that is my answer. Well, good answer. Dungeon Mister, what's your favorite toy? My favorite toy when I was a little boy was my Atari 2600. This is just a, for a way for us to get to know Gus better. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? What a great to excuse. Say, like an abacus or something. <laughs> <laughs> we trapped him into a... That's the only reason we want Stinky Dragon to perform well, so we could trap Gus with us. Gus yeah. lore. Yeah. We want Gus lore. Before we dive into the episode, it's really important, I think, uh, to remind everyone we have a special event coming up. Next month, in a couple of weeks, actually, or next week. I think a from week this time from this starts, podcast, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to be starting Stinkuary, which Stinkuary. we mentioned in the last episode. Happy Stinkuary. Uh, happy Stinkuary. Blurble, Blurble Gerbil. Blurble Gerbil. Blurble Gerbil. To the, to Stinkuary Blurble. for everyone. Mm. It's kind of a big event for us. We're going to be uh, doing a push all month to uh, drive support and, you know, get more patrons for the show. 
You can find out more information on our socials at Stinky Dragon Pod. And of course, you can sign up at stinkydragonpod.com slash first. For $6 a month, you can help Chris be whatever he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, it really does. That it, takes it, way more than six dollars a month. <laughs> That's all we can ask for people, though, Barbara. Okay, baby steps. In this, you know, it's like like uh, PBS, like made by viewers like you. Like uh, yeah, it really we, is made possible. Re- by, yeah, made by, possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you get ad free content. And just like PBS, we have puppets. Yep. Oh my God. Speaking of puppets, <laughs> speaking of puppets, one of the benefits you get is access to first shows like yeah. Show Me the Magic, mm-hmm. uh, and also, of course, Second Wind, which is our bonus show for. Uh, yeah, uh, and we got more. Dragon. We got more things yeah. we want to do. And, and you have access to it. It's a. Uh, it's called an RSS feed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. Uh, <laughs> Could I? Uh, oh gosh, I give a little it. shout out before we get going on the episode. What? Yeah. Uh, so to whom? I was at a uh, convention recently. Mm. in uh, Birmingham, the UK, not Birmingham, Alabama. And I had the pleasure of meeting some of the voice cast on Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, the, the voices of both Asterian and Lysel. Lovely human beings. And actually Neil Newbon, who voices Asterian, is a is a big Rooster Teeth fan. Ah, and actually so quite cool. enjoys Stinky Dragon Pod. So I, I want to give a shout out to Neil. He's lovely. So is Devorah, uh, who voices Lysel. But both of them lovely people. Um, so shout out to Neil if you're listening. Uh, we'd love to have you come <gasps> visit the studio. Oh or my gosh! Maybe if we get a little NPC going, who knows? I think we've. Uh, I think our love of Baldur's Gate three and some of these characters <laughs> has been well documented over yeah, the past yeah. couple of months when Indeed. we record these episodes. Yeah, absolutely, that's so cool. Shout that's out fantastic. to those guys. And yeah, they're just they're just great human beings. Yeah. So wonderful, so friendly, so sweet, supportive, great humans. Come play D and D with us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, be nerds with us. Let's nerd out. <laughs> Suddenly, Jacques yowls at something behind you. Uh, on the corner street, you see a skeletal dog wagging its bony tail. And Jacques hisses at the hound and lunges after it, and the two creatures take off down the street, heading south. The opposite direction of the bridge? <laughs> yeah. And the mummy... Not again! The, the mummy seems quite surprised and says, Well, what are we waiting for? We should follow the feline at once. As the ancient proverb denotes... Cats know what they are doing. And the mummy speedily gives pursuit after the animals. So do I. Okay, let's go. I do too, but I get on all fours. Because it's like the animals. Okay. The wintry wind whistles all around while rushing down the streets of Paris. Turn after turn, the mummy leads away, following Jacques and the dog down alleyways and zipping past the familiar mausoleum, all the time heading south. Without warning, a wall blocks the path, but the mummy phases right through it to the other side. It must be the southern border of the city. A quick look around reveals a few loose pieces in the stonework to climb through. On the other side is the mummy floating stiffly in place, and beyond her are miles and miles of foggy fields overcrowded with graves and tombstones. Jacques has stopped chasing the skeletal hound, which is now sitting near one particular grave. The tombstone is covered with webs and lettering is faded, but the epitaph chills everyone to their core. R.I.P. Barnabas Farney. (gasps) What? That's so funny. I can't believe that there's someone with the exact same name as me. Did you have a dog, Barney? The skeletal dog jumps up into Barney's arms and begins oh. to lick him. Oh. With what? With what? <laughs> it's, uh, what do you think tongues are made of? Uh, the tongue bone. <laughs> oh. Yeah, obviously. I think I broke Duh. one the other day. <laughs> Help! <laughs> 
the dog is giving you dry tongue bone licks. <laughs> wow, that's a sentence I hate. <laughs> and now that it's up close, Barney, you can see the dog's tag. It says stinker. Stinker. <laughs> is this your little stinker? Oh, I had a... I, 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 I do, did have a dog named Stinker. There's, this can't be... Well, I mean... Well, you know what they say. All dogs go to perish. Hey. The evidence is stacking up here, Barn. I think you... I think you might be dead. That's impossible. The dog's wagging its skeletal tail very intensely, uh, looking up at your face, Barney. You know what? You know what? You. No. I'm going to take a... Uh, a, 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 a I'm going to do something. Uh, Matid phases down into the ground. I wanted to dig up the coffin. <laughs> Shoot, that's way smarter, but not as spooky and fun. Yeah, uh, you phase down. Uh, how far? Let's say six feet. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a good number. I feel like they would learn and perish to put them a little deeper. Uh, mm. Yeah. Or maybe it's like uh, Louisiana and it's like they have to bury them above ground. Ooh. Why do they do that? Is it because there's water? Is it yeah, It's because the, they're below sea level. And so they, uh, they actually basically cremate everybody. Uh, if you go to like uh, New Orleans uh, way to do it. Uh, graveyards, interesting. Yeah, nothing like seeing right, David. Meme off, float down the <laughs> street. Oh, I mean, that's what happened. Was that it's like yeah. it's, it's it's they so they like okay, everybody's above ground. Oh, that's horrifying. All right, well, <laughs> the dog begins uh, pawing at you with its uh, front paws, Barney, in your arms. Well, hi, little guy. What do you see? I'm so curious. <laughs> What's down there? I, I start know. banging on the ground. Mati! <laughs> what do you see? So you, you know, you, what's the correct word? Phase down? Yeah. You, uh, phase. you phase down uh, about six feet into the ground. Did it, did it, did it. And at, fir <laughs> at first you can only see dirt. You know, it's, it, you begin moving. I presume you begin moving around trying to find something. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, trying to see yeah. uh, what you can find down there. Roll me a D6, please, John. Roll a D6 for the DCs. I'm kind of suspicious of Barney now. Can I trust you, Barney, Chris? Well, I'm suspicious of you well, now. I don't, you don't see my I, tomb here. I don't see mine either. This isn't me. That's I'm your dog, and that's your tomb. We don't know. that. This is a lot of speculation. I'm telling you, there's no way I'm dead. This is ridiculous. Mateen. What did you find? You're still moving around looking. Uh, the six. Yeah, to, to find out whatever you can. Still still finding dirt I, for now. I need, I'm, I'm leaving. I've got to get back to my quest. There's no way I could be dead. I hadn't finished my quest. Did we give Barney his meds this I morning? Think he took his meds. No. I don't think the so. dog yaps at you, Barney. You need to address the dog. Stinker needs you. Won't you? Won't you like figure stuff? I out? haven't did. I, right. I hey. None of us have figured out our quest yet. <laughs> I still look for Carol. Is there something about unfinished business with ghosts? Yeah, you know that rings a bell there. Because he keeps talking about something that's unfinished. So Barney, we're here to help you finish your quest. All right, and we're gonna get that done. But we found I, a lead. I know, but we found a lead, <laughs> and we need to investigate that lead so that we can help you finish your quest. How's that sound? Say I'm alive. Let's say you're alive. Okay. Roll me a d6, Matid. Another one? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to randomize you looking around because you know, it's all dirt. It's hard to find. Question. Since Matid is a ghost, yeah. is Matid able to tell when other people are ghosts? One. I would say there's no like extra knowledge about it or extra way to divine that. It's just from the way normally someone presents themselves. Okay. Yeah, you find a coffin, Matid. 
I knock on it. <laughs> you knock on it, and there's no response. Well, they saw everything they needed to see. <laughs> Could you open it up? Uh, I face through the coffin. All right. You face through the coffin to look inside. You're met face to face with. You're met face to face with a body. <gasps> okay. Is there anything of note on this body? Anything not decomposed? Perhaps some glasses. Glasses? Didn't Barney wear glasses? Do you wear glasses, Barney? He does. Yeah. In our in our in our, in our art. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. In the art. What do I find? Yeah, you find a body wearing glasses. Okay. Is it decomposed? Is it? It looks like it's been there for a while. Okay. Hmm. So like skeleton. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But yeah, uh, definitely um, more. Don't want to see if it looks like Barney. Some decomposition. Yeah. Can I look at the face? Is there anything recognizable about the face? It would be tough to tell. It's been a while. All right. Chip, I need to talk to you for a second. Oh, yeah. Let's go. The, the dog once again begins uh, yapping at you, Barney. What is it? It begins like panting and wagging its tail. So, oh. you know, sometimes when there are little kids who say they could see dead people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, th- I have a feeling that maybe, maybe our friend Barney is actually dead. <laughs> but I can see him too, and I'm not I a little know, kid. I'm but, a big man. But you know, well, you know how we could see my dad? Yeah. Maybe it's a similar situation. What are you whispering about? <laughs> We're whispering about the weather in Paris. It's awfully hot. <laughs> Barney, when you yell at them, the dog turns and looks at them and growls. Hello, nice bones. Good stinker. Stinker, do you want the bone? Is that insensitive? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can finish up what I'm doing in the coffin. Is there anything else I can do to check to see if anything of note, anything in the coffin, anything written in the coffin, and, uh, any, anything other than a, a indescribable body? Make an investigation check, we'll say. Let's say I do. 14? You investigate it, and you see that the body doesn't have any mortal wounds or any signs of, like, injuries or anything obviously wrong with it. It looks like a body that has died of old age. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look up something really quick. Gross. Stinker uh, once again begins uh, wagging its tail and pawing at you and whimpering a little bit, uh, Barney. What would you like? Uh, it like kind of cocks its head. It does that thing, you know, where like dogs do when you talk to it, and it like kind of turns its head to the side. Maybe you give it some pets. Yeah, I think you think that that puppy likes you. Yeah, what would you if you own the dog at some point in your life? What do you think he would like? This, this, it's it's a skeleton dog. That's right, <laughs> and you live I, in Gotef. I'm just not comfortable with. Skeletons, right. Um, Is it because you don't like undead things? Or I, you don't like dogs? I love dogs. But you don't like bones. I have, uh, I don't I don't care for a lot of the undead. Hmm. The, uh, the, the dog makes a whimpering sound. Now, Barney, let's, let's wait till Mateed comes back up. And we need to have a, let's have a group chat, huh? A little powwow, if we, you will. Matita, you're stomping on the ground. <laughs> Get your butt up here, Matita. <laughs> the dog jumps to the ground and begins running circles around you, Barney. Then kind of like stands on its back legs and puts its front paws on your leg. Aww. I come out with my head. Bonjour. As the dog does this and as Matita returns, Barney, your surroundings swirl into a shower of light. And in a flash, you feel as if you're somewhere else, somewhere warmer. Uh, do we I'm see- coming back. 
Do we see him? From everyone else's perspective, the other three of you, you see Barney glow white, and it seems like his body begins floating in the air. <gasps> Barney, roll me a perception check with advantage. I've seen the end of Beauty and the Beast. Gonna turn into a toad. <laughs> And then, a I'll toad? To, and then I'll have to kiss it. I don't think Blaine has seen Beauty and the no, Beast. No, no, no. I know how these fairy tales go. Uh, 21. 21. I have to open mouth kiss that frog. Tale as old as time. You look around, Barney, and you look down and you see your body appears to be less wizened. And in fact, when you look down, instead of a walker in your hands, you, you're holding onto a plow, tilling the soil near mm. the bank of a river. In the distance, you see a dog barking excitedly running around the alder tree. The tree's on the other side of the farm where you see uh, three children, two strapping boys wrestling with each other and a little girl reading a book on a tree swing. And on the other side of the tree is a woman chopping up a pile of wood. And a flight of dragons are elegantly soaring through a dusky sky of stars. That's pretty. And only Barney sees this. Only Barney sees this. this. Oh, the furrows beneath your feet begin to rumble violently. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Twelve. The rumbling knocks you to the ground. Uh, and as you're on the ground, you see the water in the nearby river dry up completely. The blanket of stars above turns green with no dragons in sight. Stinker runs up to you and begins barking at you, trying to get your attention. Without warning, there's a group of monstrous humanoids with fangs, claws, and other deformities overtaking the people near the tree. The woman fights back with her axe, but the monsters are stronger than she is. They're shouting in some language you don't understand, but they seem to be asking a question. Barney, you feel a blood-curdling coldness trickle down your spine, your body frozen in place, and the last thing you see is your family being taken away by the monsters, leaving you paralyzed next to Stinker. Your surroundings swirl once again with a shower of light, and you're suddenly back in the cemetery with your friends. You drop to the ground with your grave in front of you. I can't be dead because I never saved my family. Is that your mission there, Barney? Yes. Saving his family. Oh, this hmm. is really tragic. Yeah, this is a bit of a bummer. It's impossible. Do you, do you know how long ago you got separated from them? A long time ago. So, like, so long, like, they would also be maybe not alive anymore, no, even if time ravaged them? Okay. How do we talk to Barney about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I do. I've, I've never not. I, I, there's not a book for this on no. how to, uh, to teach someone that they are a ghost. No, there's a book on it. It's how to kill the, the, the undead. <laughs> it sounds like a wonderful book. Well, Barney, maybe if maybe if they did die, maybe they're like you and still living on as a ghost. That's or impossible you... because I'm not a ghost. Is there anything else on the tombstone? I know we saw that there's a name, but was there anything else? Like dates or... An inscription, a date? It was very worn. Okay, that's right. uh, and okay. Yeah, it was covered in webs and leaves. And, you know, that's pretty much all you could see, all that's left uh, on the tombstone. Hey, Barney, we got a pretty good lead here, all right? And this could help us find your family so you can save them. Why don't you cast Meld on that tombstone and maybe we can... Mend. Mend, and we can find some more information, perhaps. Barney. Yes? Can you share with us what, what just happened? You just turned white and, br- and very bright. Yes. It was, it was quite a okay. thing. Okay, so you say. <laughs> I, yes, that's what I do say. That's so what I say. saw. That's what I saw. Is there any chance that while that was happening, you might have experienced something, a moment of enlightenment? Yes. I okay. saw my family. I saw me back whenever I was younger, when my family was taken from me okay. by by the the, ter- the monsters, uh, the the undead. 
Ah. So it's fangs. Fangs. And they stole them from me. And I didn't do anything. That is very unfortunate. And I'm, I'm going to fix it. Well. I have to fix it before I die. So we might be able to do a part of that statement. I'm still young. I believe that full and well. Where do you, when you just had your little, uh, as a memory that yes. you were experiencing, do you recall where that took place? It's on my farm. Where was your farm? I don't remember that part. Okay, well then I feel like maybe that's our first steps. Maybe okay. we find your farm. Maybe there's like a log of, you know, the body. I mean, if he's buried in Parish, then maybe something close by. That's a possibility. Yeah, do we so see you, any, other, there is, any there is, other graves? We're not, oh, do, do we're we not have... saying this is your grave. Good. If we're not saying <laughs> that, right? Right group, we are not saying that. Uh, Mimi, I'm not saying right. that. Okay. Um, We're not saying that. I played that. the fist. <laughs> to answer your question, yes, there are miles and miles of graves. Okay. What, okay uh, are there any f- other Farney graves nearby? Yeah, like, oh. is this alphabetical or what are we looking at? I guess you all could begin. Everyone who wants to look, you can make an investigation check to, like, look around at the different tombstones. Okay. I'm going to do that. Do I get advantage just since it's close up? Yeah. Farney sits down. Oh, I don't where, know. Where are we? We're in a tomb? No. You're, well, you're in a grave, like grave. a big graveyard. Graveyard. Yeah, you sit down and uh, Stinker jumps up into your lap and like curls up like a dog. 11. Barney sits with his arms crossed. Okay. Not 20 for Elga. All right. Uh, yeah, you begin, you know, fanning out. You divide it up and, you know, begin looking around at all the different graves. And you do not find any other Farney graves in the area. I found Jonas T. Fart. That's the one next to Farney. Barney, <laughs> what was your wife's name? Ah, do you recall that? Farney, it's me, your friend Elka. Hello. I just want to know what your wife's name is. Marnie. Marnie. <laughs> Marnie. Was it also last name Farney or does she have a... a yeah, she took my name. Marnie okay. Farney. Marnie Farney. 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 Uh, you like two are destined lady. for each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must say. Was there, um, was there any notable landmarks on your farm that you recall? Maybe a special uh, tree. Or do you remember maybe, where you were from? Like, maybe like uh Help us help you. Like a neon sign that said like like welcome to dot, 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 Las Vegas dot, 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 I don't know. The Farney Farmy. Farney Farmy. Oh me. god. <laughs> <laughs> what were you farming? Farm. Barley. Barley <laughs> the barley. Oh, god, sorry. Bar- barley the barley. Yes. <laughs> It was too much. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not no, to interrupt. it's good. It's good. You get inspiration dice. <laughs> Does Barney recall? I don't. Okay. Okay. And that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I, did you find any other graves? I bet you did not. We did not. Okay. Which Barney. probably means they're still alive. Good news. That's yes. great. The, the, the mystery, <laughs> it is a cold case and it remains unsolved. We are going to solve it for you, no, Barney. it's a hot case. It's a hot case. It's on fire. Uh, <laughs> no. Cast, cast Mind on that, that tombstone. Let's see if we can find anything else, yeah? Maybe? Maybe? I don't know who this Barney, Barnabas well, Barney is. I don't, don't, don't want to be desecrating their grave. You know, you know what? You know what? There's a chance. Maybe this fellow is uh, related to you. That's true. And that might lead us to information about your family. Yeah. Chip, roll me a perception check. I'm sorry. There's a lot of lore going on. I'm trying not to, uh, like, step <laughs> in and interrupt it or anything. I got a zero. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you a perceptive... He has a negative Character. one or perception. Do you? Yeah, he doesn't I mean, have high wisdom. One. Cheryl and inspiration. What are you going to do about that, Gus? No, I mean, okay. he doesn't notice anything. All right, rolling it again. How am I more perceptive than our rogue? Uh, five. <laughs> God. 
you, Nerds. Chip, I will say something now that it's not a zero. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you feel like you're being watched, but you don't know by who or where. There's some pantomiming going on. I don't on. know what John is trying to You want to hug there, Mateen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell one of us that, and then we okay. can help. Hey, okay, all right. I put an arm on Barney, and I just kind of say, nobody panic. And I have my smile as big as can be. <laughs> and I say, we are currently being watched. And I do not know by who, but we should probably find out. I mean, I'm watching We're you guys. We're being watched. <laughs> Holy Lord. Oh, good God. Can I do a, a check? Yeah. Uh, roll a perception check. Okay. I would like to look around. Well, since he told all of us, should we all do perception? That's if a, you want to. You. Yeah. yeah. Can I roll another to just okay. have it more I'll aware? I'll say no to no. Chip. Okay. Don't worry. 22. And 15 for Elga. I rolled a 10. Yeah, you're not able to discern it, Barney. Maybe it's because Stinker is distracting you with his incessant need for your attention. But Elga and Matid, you feel like you're being watched by a hooded person about 20 feet away hiding behind a large gravestone. Can I dash over? Yeah, you're fast, right? Yeah, I'm fast. Yeah. I'm a monk. Yeah, I'll follow. You dash over and you find a hooded person with withered dark gray skin, glazed eyes, and a crowish face. Uh, he seems startled because uh, how quickly you uh, approached him. Bonjour. I mean you no harm. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Tell me who you are and you won't die. Die? My name's Jesse. I saw you get past the watch on the bridge. Well, one of us did. I know how to get past the river without crossing it. I was just wondering if you could help me. I need help sneaking past the cavalry patrolling the city. Is, uh, uh, is this guy a, a human ghost? Humanoid, not a ghost. Okay, humanoid, not a ghost. Yeah. Cloaked, old dude. Old? Gray skin. Uh, yeah, it's like gray skin withered, and crowed face. Withered, dark gray skin. Not Definitely not young. Okay, okay. He's not like me. <laughs> Monsieur, why do you need to get past the cav- cavalry? I need you to get to the other side of the river, and they make it impossible. They block everything off. As you trying to uh, uh, approach the, the witches? Well, I need to get through there. I'm trying to go beyond where the coven is. Are you part of the coven? No. Why would I be? Uh, would I don't you know. know. You want to do go I look that like way. an old hag? No, well, you look uh, old. No, let's not talk about women this way. <laughs> do, you, do you, what, do you have uh, issues with the coven? Do you mean the mini harm? No, I just mean to get past. Where are you okay. going? You know, as Chip's near next to me. Yeah, I caught up. Sorry. Chip's near. Yeah. yeah. Chip. I think this might be a, a good distraction right now for, for Barney to maybe de-escalate the situation. Oh, something's up with Barney? I feel like I feel, <laughs> things are a little off with the Barney. I didn't notice. It doesn't seem like his normal self seems huh. a little bit more angry than he usually is. You know, I'm not one to pick up on this stuff very easily. Well, do do- dogs normally calm people down. Yeah, it's not working on this one. <laughs> that dog has upset that man so much. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we use this as, as a little distraction and then we figure out the whole uh, DEA dead it does remind me of when I used to ask my old grandpappy Skip about the war. And he'd oh, he oh. Papa yeah. told me not to do that, and I did it. Let's give him something to some things to do, and we'll figure this out as we go. Distractions are good. I like this. Yeah. I stayed okay. back with Barney for what it's worth. Okay. I turned back to Good news, we have something to do. We got a lead. We hey. got a lead to go do something for our quest. Doesn't that sound wonderful? But who's gonna tell Barney that he's probably dead? I <laughs> grab <laughs> Elgin and fly no? off 60 feet in the air. Knock the throat. I, I, the fastest. 
quickest you've ever seen this Eric Cochran monk move. I grab this little barbarian and bring her up into the sky. Matid, now that's just you me up here. Are you going to tell Barney he's dead? <laughs> Do you know if he's dead? Could you tell us like a ghost-to-ghost -ghost connection? I'm, you know, I'm a perceptive bird, and I think I have an idea of what's going on, but sometimes people don't want to hear the truth yet, and you can't force it. You have to wait till they can, they can okay. accept it. Okay, I'll try to keep it the best secret kept possible. While Elga and Matita are having that conversation up in the sky, can I have a quick side aside with, with Barney? I'd love it. Barney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris's Chris method acting. Chris, Chris's arm cross. cross. Barney, I can tell back. you. You seem upset. Yes, in, in, you're in, very perceptive. Thank you. Well, there's no need for the It's Jay. It's me. It's Chip. It's your old buddy. Now I know that things are left open ended for you, and I I can relate. I can't find my wife, and it's really upsetting me. Having trouble sleeping at night it really bothers me. We have to find our families together and We've we can save do it. them. Yes, absolutely. Now, the rest of the group, they're here to help you. And we're all on the same mission. We're all a team. So let's try to compose ourselves because losing our cool, that's not going to get us any closer to solving this mystery, all right? Okay, but I'd please ask that mm -hmm. I, that, that I be uh, treated with respect and that and I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing this lunacy. Yeah. And, and, and that's, hey. Loud and clear, ten four, good buddy. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be very sensitive, and we're gonna figure out what's going on with your family. But in the meantime, I know that this dog might bug bug you, but it means you no harm. Let's treat that dog nice. Yeah, I think that I think that this dog could help us somehow. Seems like a good dog, aren't you, Stinker? Yeah, yeah, the dog begins uh, wagging its tail uh, enthusiastically. Boy. You know that thing like the small dogs, or I guess most dogs do, like when they wag their tails so enthusiastically, like their whole butt moves around like left and right. Yeah, I own one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, hey, Barney, we're, we're in this together, pal. We're going to get this figured out. All right. Thank you. Are we back down on the ground now? <laughs> Is there anything yeah. else you want to talk about no, while we have a moment? let's go back down and keep secret. There was a brief <laughs> moment where Juzzy was just left standing by themselves. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Barney and Chip were off in one side, yeah. then Matid and Elga it's fine. flew up in the air. Jesse, you walked into a bit of a situation here. <laughs> so it seems. Jesse? Jesse. Yeah. Jesse. Jesse was, okay. was a bear. Oh, right. yeah, we bring back down. Um, yeah. All right. We, uh, we, we have our editing. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's recompose ourselves and head back to that bridge. Come on, Barney. You could walk with me. Hold my hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come along. How, how much is, is Elga squeezing? Do Barney? I feel a squeeze? <laughs> <laughs> just the hand face through. Elga's just constantly like touching Barney and like pushing into him. Your hands are awfully cold. You should you should button Your up. Your hands are awfully cold. <laughs> and somehow still intact. <laughs> well, if you do, I'm I'm not trying to meta this, but Mati does have like solidity right. to them. Yeah. yeah, when in fact like we even addressed that when yeah. Mati drank that drink and yeah. you kinda lost that. Yeah. I guess we head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I leave a flower for Jonah's tea fart before we go? <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. If only we had a wizard who could conjure a flower for you. Ah, if only. That sounds like yeah. a great guy. How, how, <laughs> <laughs> totally sidebar. I love the sound effect. 
Yeah. Every time. Oh, of Gumgum's flowers. Oh, the little. Yeah. And Stinky Dragon Adventures. Yeah. At this point, I guess the mummy would chime in. The mummy's here. I forgot. The mummy's been very quiet about this. You all have some very personal business to deal with that the mummy is. We got your headdress back. We have been through a lot, okay? Yeah, it's like Thanksgiving dinner. One day is baking croissants, the next day I'm in a graveyard with a bunch of people. Well. Since it seems like you have a way to cross the river, I'll leave you in Juzzy's hands. I have to get back to Carcassook immediately to make preparations. For what? For my revenge, of course. On Eddie. Okay, that sounds like a okay, good use of your time. Same in the meal. I yes. like it. Before we leave this area, hello. Mati, do you want to check if your your grave's around here? You might be buried out here. I don't know if you care to check. That, that, that's fine. I, I don't care about that body. No? I like this body. Groovy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy Let's get out of here. Look Let's how cool bridge. I look. You look great. Did you see me go down into the ground? That's fantastic. You flew that little girl straight up yes, this time. it's wonderful. I, I do like this. Good times. John kind of teeters on German a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you see me go down into the ground? <laughs> it's almost like I don't speak either language. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like I'm floundering in these voices at all times. Doing a great job. <laughs> French is the hardest accent. And I think your German is great, too. <laughs> German would actually be easier for me. French is hard. Or whatever this is. Yeah. Who knows? Let's follow the, the Jazzy line. Great. Let's head back into the city. I'll need your help to move stealthily through the city. Oh, we are so good at that, or most of us are. So if everyone can make a, a stealth check, we'll do this as a group stealth check. I will make it with advantage. And like, how, are issues. there any special things you want to do to try to get through unseen? I mean, yeah, totally. Do you guys have things to do to be unseen? Well, I, I have my shoes of, of the sneakers. Oh, you sneaky. got sneakers. What are they called again? They are called the sneakers of lost souls. I have advantage on checks, and I think I just rolled a 27. Wow. That's pretty good. This is not about sneaky, but I want to do vigilant blessing, and then and so is that the one that gives you advantage, advantage on? Yeah, initiative. Give initiative. Got it. Can I use a little something a little uh, oddly, but maybe this is something that would give you maybe maybe give me advantage if I do it right? I have word of the spirit. When I speak, I can direct my words to a creature of my choice that I can see within sixty feet, making it so only that creature can hear me. Could I use it as a way to, like, if someone were to, oh. like, look at us, I'd be like, Oops, over here. Yeah. And uh, and distract them. Sure. That's Maybe un, in, an unconventional use that of that. for the five I rolled. Oh, you rolled five? I'm yeah. glad I brought that up. Uh, yeah. So let me look. What, what, what can I, what does that give me? It, we'll, we'll deal with that if people roll poorly and we need to do, uh, like, uh, we need to address you all getting found. Oh, I rolled a one. <laughs> do you have your inspiration Which is, dice? Uh, eight. an eight. I do not have an inspiration dice unless Gus uh, decides to retroactively well, give me one. I rolled a 15, and that's with disadvantage. I think we're going to make some noise so, this time, guys. 27, 15, 8, and 5. That's not bad. I could, I could also I could use my inspiration I, die. I think we're bad enough. We should just kind of roll with how bad this is. Yeah, he rolled. Oh, you rolled a 1. I did. So that's like... That's a critical fail. Oh, player uh, FYI, uh, Micah, just let me know. Players can gift inspiration die to each other. Does anybody have one? You could have mine. I blew mine on that perception check. Out. You could take mine. Well, you might as well use your five. Yeah, but if you rolled a one, if you rolled a crit critical fail, wouldn't that affect the whole group? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure you'll uh, please, Gus. And I rolled a 27, so I'll take seven off mine, donate it to Elga. So that's 12. <laughs> what did I roll, Elga? You rolled a nat 20. <laughs> 27. I, I'm just, I'm a creature of extremes. Quick metagame question. I've seen this a lot in the discourse of our uh, community. In the Discord? Are, no, like just like 
on, in the Discord as well, <laughs> but the discourse as yeah. well of people talking about the podcast. Wait, and people argue about rules about D&D? We're still, even though we're, we're two campaigns in, uh, <laughs> fairly new to D&D. <laughs> and I've seen and a, a lot of people say, like, if you critical fail or critical success something, you don't have to add the modifier. Yeah, like, of just, yeah. that's what the, like, you... It's critical 20. Right. Like Normally, 20. a 20 is an automatic success and a yeah. 1 is an automatic failure. That yeah. way, there's always like a wild card aspect. To so, things. do we have to, like, if, for example, John rolled a 20, a nat 20, does he have to say uh, it's a 27 or could he just say I rolled a nat it 20? It doesn't hurt to say it okay. because there are situations where that the number may come into effect for certain things. If you're like, being uh, rolled against by an enemy. Yeah. Okay. So, Ben just chimed in and, and informed us that a, a common way of explaining it is that in combat, Nat twenty is an automatic hit, and a one is a uh, is automatic, automatic miss. miss. But in uh, these kind of situations that are not it's combat, skill checks. it's skill checks. You can actually have whatever number you're rolling. Right, because sometimes a skill check might be a thirty or. A then 35. my skill check, I rolled a twenty-seven. So two twenty-sevens, a fifteen, and a five. What is stinky roll? Stinker. <laughs> stinker. Uh oh, stinker. <laughs> Eleven. He rolls for the dog. Not bad. Bad for a dog. Yeah. So you all are able to sneak quietly into the center of town. Juzzy leads you to the mausoleum milieu, a central mausoleum. When you reach the mausoleum, Juzzy says, There's a secret passage within the mausoleum. We're going to have to go in and find our way. I'm pretty sure I remember where it is, but it might take a minute or two to find it. Jesse, we're not helping you, you know, do something bad, are you? You're not stealing or planning on killing or nothing. No. Whoa, me? Never. I can't zone of truth. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for someone to do something. I uh, think Barney scares everyone with this sudden outburst. While we're trying to be stealthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that do? Maybe you should cast it on yourself to see if you're lying <laughs> to yourself. Well, according Brutal. to his truth. Zone of truth. You create a magical zone that guards against deception on a 15-foot radius sphere centered on a point of your choice within range. Until the spell ends, creature that enters the spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there must make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, creature can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. You know whether each creature succeeds or fails on its saving throw. An effective creature is aware of the spell and can thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. Such a creature can be evasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of truth. Mm. Why does this sound like you're reading like a wiki how? Can I, can <laughs> I also stack onto this too? Oh. Because we, we did that the shopping in the last episode and then I got the castanets of coolness, which I can use to cast friends. Do you want to see if this works first? Yeah. Uh, I I, that's up to you guys. I just, I feel like we've had people sub subvert zone of truth. Is, uh, yeah, that not, is that not a one-time use, though, the castanets? According to John, it's a, it's a cantrip, so it would be oh. recharged. Okay. Right, the instruments for cantrips? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Then, yeah, that's unlimited, basically. And then friends would give you advantage on charisma checks directed at one creature of your choice that isn't hostile towards you. Not trying. To, you're not trying to persuade them anything. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Never mind, never mind. So, yeah, zone of truth. Uh, charisma saving throw 17. Just to avoid any, like, Metagaming about who's answering what, everyone should make the saving throw. Okay. 22. Five. Nine. Which that means I can still lie. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and Barney? Oh, yeah, I guess I do it too. Hey, Matid, I he, don't like you. Does Barney have to yeah, do it? Because he would be in the zone as well. Are you sure you want to play that game? No, I do not. <laughs> uh, six. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a saving throw, not a check. Oh, oops. And a Ooh. four for Jesse. 
Jazzy failed. My saving throw was 22. Oh, okay. I don't know if you want to take the other roll. We'll just take the first roll and add five to it instead of two. Uh, so that's a nine. Still failed. Yeah. So there's a zone of truth. What were you saying? Asking him? Uh, Jazzy, you're not doing anything like illicit, are you? You're not stealing nothing. You're not trying to kill some, no one. What, what's going on here? Where, where are we, what are we getting you into this place for? I'm just trying to get through the city and avoid the Cavalieri. That's great. Why? Because the Cavalieri is prejudiced against Darklings like me. Darklings. Okay. And like, what's your mission? Like, mission? as a Darkling, like, what do you, what do you, what's the end game here? Darklings are a kind of people, a kind of creature. Okay. They think that because we typically don't live in parish, that we're always scheming to subvert them and take over the city. I wonder what makes them think that as you <laughs> stand in the shadows of the graveyard in the hood. <laughs> Dodging questions. Because the cavalry will attack me if they see me. Oh, that's fair. So the cavalry are the basically they were the people with the uh, the pumpkin and the horseshoe on their on their sleeves. correct correct on the horses. Okay, so oh, they're the that's local right. That's right. law enforcement. Constables. So they'll the cavalry don't trust darklings. But the coven do? He wants to get past the coven. So so the coven don't trust you, and the cavalry don't trust you. Who trusts you? The coven in general wants to encroach on Parish. Because of the poop bags. They want to <laughs> spread the doo-doo. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are of those. those. Very dirty. The coven typically curses people and takes control of sections of Parish. Okay. You go, girls. And... <laughs> all right, and you just want to get out of here. You going home? You you, t- you taking something out of the city? I'm not taking anything out yeah, of well, the city. Yeah, what's your end goal here? Like what? You think I'm stealing something? No, maybe some intel. Maybe you're in here looking for something that the cavalry don't want you to know. No. You're in a friendly place. Come on. No. You can rely on me. Why were you spying on us? I wasn't spying on you. I'm just an explorer who was trying to get past the river. And I saw you all get past the Cavalieri, and I knew that you could help me get past them. Okay. I have a question. Mm. If we got past the Cavalieri, why are, why are we going through the mausoleum? There was a barrier that stopped you from crossing all the way. Right. I got okay. through it, but everybody else got stopped. And I know how to get past the barrier. I just can't get past the Cavalieri. You all can get past the Cavalieri, but can't get past the barrier. You got your chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> we each know half of this puzzle. And we can help each other get past to the other side of the river. Okay. Oh. And break. How do you, now that you're in the, uh, I mean, now that you're sharing information with us, how do you get past the barrier? We're going to cross under it. Oh, That's why we're here at the mausoleum. We're going to go under. Okay. Okay. Do you have ill intent for anyone? What? Ill intent for Ill anyone. Intent. I thought you said intellent. I mean, sure. Yes. Who? But not us. No one you know. Hmm. Okay. Let's go. Let's go look at the mausoleum. It might be fun. Mm. Okay. Okay. I can't oh, Bernie, guy, when I we go downstairs, do you want to just float down or do you want to walk down? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> Matid, do you want to float down? You being hey, a ghost. You're in a zone of truth. <laughs> uh, if you, oh, if you no. recall, <laughs> if you recall, uh, Bonnie is able to float now in dim lights anyway. Yes, I can. Right. So it, yes. would, it would improve anything. Okay. I elbow the little girl. Do you know anybody named Casper? <laughs> Matit picks up Elga and flies down <laughs> the mausoleum. Hey, Steve. 
Tinkers, Barney Farney here. We sure do love sharing our adventures here at Stinky Dragon, but we can only do it with the support of our first members. So next month, we're celebrating Stinkuary. We're going to see how many subscribers and merch sales we can raise in the month of January so we can do all kinds of fun stuff for the rest of the year, like an exclusive mini adventure run by John, Blaine, Barbara, oh, and this nice guy named Chris. Y'all want second wind episodes for our infinite campaign? Well, what about exclusive merch just for first members? The sky's the limit. All of this is going to culminate on a super stinky stream on January 26th, where we'll be playing a special eight-hour D&D adventure live as we make our final push for subscribers and to celebrate our stinky show. This show wouldn't exist without your support. And the best way to support this show is by getting a first subscription. You can do that at stinkydragonpod.com slash first or purchasing a gift sub for your friends at stinkydragonpod.com slash store starting January 1st. I'm looking forward to celebrating Stinkuary with you. Oh, we're in the zone of truth and all. Yeah. I have something to confess. You don't say anything. We didn't find any gold when you found Jacques. We never found nothing. We never once did find nothing. Those early days, nothing. Oh, man, that's been weighing on my art for so long. It's so wonderful to know that. It's so wonderful to know that we have built so much trust Trust. now and that you would never break that trust at this Mm. point because if you did, oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just, oh, you everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Almost as bad as Barney not telling his friends and party members a very important (laughs) feature of himself. I'm just one of those people that when you break my trust, uh-huh. you, you just don't never get it back. Get it, back. Ever, ever. it is permanent. Crazy. This okay. Will go well. We need a group therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, did did Matid fly off with? I think Juzzy started going into the. Yeah, mausoleum. Juzzy started going into the uh, mausoleum. Yeah, I, I, I head down. I head down. The mausoleum. And I, I hustled a little barbarian down with me. And I, I go to Chip. I go. They sure are acting strangely. <laughs> it's just something in this Parisian air, you know? Been acting so weird. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's drugs. <laughs> That's the only two options. Let's go to the mausoleum. <laughs> the, the mausoleum itself is a white alabaster open building of column porticos. And, you know, it does have a floating sign that reads Mausoleum Milieu. And there's a set of stairs leading underground. And that's where Juzzy began walking into. The bottom of the stairs is a rectangular room made of stone tiles with four support columns. Surrounding the edge of the room is a stone shelf holding about 20 urns. Hanging on each wall is a decorative axe. And to the north is another set of stairs that seems to descend further underground. Barbara was building this place in her mindscape in her, she just closed her eyes, looked at the stairs, like, and then when he said act, she kind of perked up. <laughs> yeah. She just zoned out for... <laughs> Sometimes I need to close my eyes to fully immerse myself yeah, in the description. I do that too. If you're listening to this while driving, don't do that. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, I'll paint you the picture. Uh, d- 
are there, is there anything of interest in in these like the the urns or anything like that? Any names? Please don't say Barney. <laughs> <laughs> just Marnie. Yeah. Oh. Uh, let's just go this way. <laughs> look over there. <laughs> you walk up to uh, look at them, and each you know upon closer investigation, you see that each urn is marked with the same with the symbol of the cavalry. <laughs> cavalry. Think of capillary. <laughs> Thank you. Each urn is marked marked with the sigil of the cavalry. It's a jack-o'-lantern carved with a U-shaped horseshoe. Okay, so this is where... U-shaped horseshoe. Aren't all horseshoes shaped like a U? But it's like, I guess that to give you an or, an idea <laughs> well, of the orientation. orientation of the horseshoe. <laughs> oh, so it's like... It's not an N-shaped horseshoe. It's like a whoop or a C-shaped horseshoe. Okay. <laughs> On my notes, I put sigil with jack-o'-lantern and a horse feet shape. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Technically not. Close, why, why don't you, since you're looking at them, why don't you make me an investigation check there, Chip? Okay. 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 There That's a 17. Yeah, as you're, you know, looking at them and walking around, you find a few loose pieces of silver on the shelving under some dust. Mm, I'm going to leave them. Uh, that, that, that seem, they seem like, uh, you know, offerings or something like that. Silver, it, it can be used to, uh, to ward off and, and kill the undead. I... Uh, you we have can, a lot of silver. You can do that if you you'd like. I'm gonna. There's silver oh, I'm here. We might want to leave it because of that. Ah, yeah. There I'm gonna. Go. There's a found a bunch of old dusty silver. That sounds suspicious. I'm gonna leave it right there. Uh, Elga comes behind them and picks up the silver pieces. <laughs> <laughs> She's Elga's entering her full chaos and mode. It arrives. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Elga in full chaos mode and now Matisse is keeping the team together? <laughs> what is in the air and perish? You get about 15 silver pieces total there, uh, Elga. Was it Are they cursed? It? I guess we're going to have to find out. <laughs> Wait till the full, full moon and we'll see. Yeah, can we just proceed? I I'm, I don't have anything else I want to investigate here. No, I, uh, Jesse, do you, is there anything significant about this place? Is no. this just like where they bury their the dead members of the Calvary? Yeah, exactly. Our path leads us further down. Okay. Let us go. Lead the way. Oh, yeah. Jazzy uh, takes the stairs that proceed further down. Remember, if you stab us in the back, I'll stab you in the back. Literally. <laughs> so stabbing in the front is good. Got it. At the bottom of the stairs is another rectangular room that's even bigger than the last one. Okay. Uh, made of stone tiles with four supporting columns. Along the east and west walls are four stone sarcophagi, so eight total. And to the north is a ninth stone sarcophagus larger than the others with a sculpture on top and an inscription. Hold on. Which one of us got that, that trap thing? You do, I think. I'm going to use it. The noise bleed, nosebleed one? Yes. I'm going to use the... Oh, man. I'm just, I just perked up, finally. The bloody nose bisque. Yeah, do it. Cast fine traps, but you get a bloody nose. <laughs> Let me help you with that, Chip. Oh, dear. I just used this candle. Yeah. I'm, I'm lit. I lit it. And, oh, you I lit it. Look at my... Yeah, it's because candle, right? No, it's the... the. There's steps for this. Oh, is that is that... The, oh, it is. Oh, it is. The what are the steps? For the bloody nose one? Yeah. You for the, the candle. To, in order to use it. Uh, haiku, haiku, haiku. 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 Number 353. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. You can't just light a magic candle. And while he's, Everyone while he's knows doing that, this... Elga is also twisting the lid off her sippy cup of satiation <laughs> to hold it up by a chip. Right. Here, let me catch your blood because we don't want any evidence, obviously, in this room. So I will collect it for you once yeah. you figure out your haiku. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's crafting his poem. I'm wait. It's going to be amazing. People are going to want to write this down and stitch it on the pillows. Okay, here we go. Here we go. He's is trying to rhyme? remember how to count. Is it going to rhyme? They don't have to rhyme. 
Haikus don't. No, 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 but, no, 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 sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, for like bonus points, maybe uh, the maybe the candle will last longer. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like that. I'm trying to actually make it like eloquent, but it's just poop. So, uh, I, I wish. Uh, oh, I see. Here we go. Bob was recording, but I wish everyone could see how he's constantly counting on his fingers. It's, a, it's actually a little too much counting. It's a lot of counting. It's only you up to five and seven. Gonna knock your socks off. All right, here it comes. I search for the traps to protect my dearest friends. Man, I miss Carol. <laughs> As a haiku. Uh, I haiku no, 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 by wrong. Chip Haney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Groovy. <laughs> I actually did slam poetry once in college. I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I got a good response. Your nose is bleeding. Chip your nose! <laughs> Elga runs over with her sippy cup and holds it by his nose. Very, very good. <laughs> You're Mr. right, President, Elga. Get down. This is a sacred place. We may need to protect it from my blood. I don't exactly. want to get it on the floor. Or if anybody comes to investigate, they don't want our, our physical evidence. Yeah, let me let me squeeze it out. My sinuses, you uh, know, because of uh, Parisha, they're a little active, so you might get a little bit of the green goops in there, but let me just squeeze all of it out. Got, uh, got some batten in the cave. Juzzy leans over to you, Barney, and asks, uh, What's happening? I don't know. Don't worry, just clearing out my nosebleed and the boogers. <laughs> thank, thank you, Elga. Oh, thank you, Chip. <laughs> so your find traps activates, and the find trap spell allows you to sense the presence of any trap within range, which is 120 feet. Okay, good range. Uh, that is within line of sight. A trap for the purpose of this spell includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable, which was specifically intended as such by its creator. Okay. Uh, thus, the spell would sense an area affected by the alarm spell, a glyph of warding, or a mechanical pit trap, but it would not reveal a natural weakness in the floor, an unstable ceiling, or a hidden sinkhole. Okay. Not like traps to me, though. <laughs> the spell merely reveals that a trap is present. You don't learn the location of each trap, but you do learn the general nature of the danger posed by the trap you sense. Okay. So yeah, you uh, recite your haiku, you light your candle, and you know, magic emanates from the candle. You do not get ripped off. It actually does work. Nice. And you do get a sense for some traps. Aha! There's traps. Generally speaking, there is one somewhere along with the larger sarcophagus in that area. Mm -hmm. And there's one uh, along with the door leading out to the northeast, somewhere in that area. With hands on hip, I say, there's a trap over there. And I point at it with my tail at the large sarcophagus. And there's a trap over to that exit over there. And then I point to the southeast with my tail. Northeast. Northeast with my tail. Uh, the, uh, the Northeast would be the opposite of where we came in. Correct. Yeah. We came in from what? South? Yes. How okay. do we go about disarming said traps? Is that a possibility? Because I have pretty good as a lot of hand, but I don't know. Yeah. We don't have trap disarmament kits, which is the thing, I guess, in Boulder's game. Maybe we just open the other sarcophagus until we reach that one. I guess if these other ones, do, if I don't get a bad vibe, we could open them if we wanted to. Yeah. Or could we, could, could I'll go up and look at them and see if there's like names or anything, markings on them? The, uh,. Eight smaller ones? Yeah. Yeah, there's four on the west wall and four on the east wall. Uh, do you have a preference which one you I'll go to? I'll go to the west first. And I want to make sure that's not the large one. That's not Correct. the one. The large the, one's the, straight ahead, okay. yeah? Correct. The large one is up at the northern end. Think of like a menorah. Yeah. Got the four candles on each side and then the big tall one in the middle. Yeah. Elga, you head over to the uh, western sarcophagus or the western wall with the sarcophagus. Yes. And 
what you just like open them like tell me could what I, you're doing could i look at them to see if there's any markings or names or anything like that on them no, first? that's good yeah uh they're you know it seems like they're fairly dusty covered in cobwebs it seems like this area might not be very trafficked and you know you look around a bit make me a investigation check avec advantage question mark? yeah all right, uh, eight with advantage. You don't find any names or any inscription. Okay, could I open one of them? Yeah, the I guess where you want to start from, the, the further south the, or further north? Further south. Further south. Yeah, you open it up. Uh, you know, it's a pretty heavy lid on top of the sarcophagus, and uh, you know, a bunch of dust flies up, and inside there's skeletal remains of a humanoid without a head. Oh, it's pretty common here. I'm gonna. Can I open up the one next to that one? That is not one of the trapped ones. Yeah. So on the same on the west side, the one next to the one Elga opened. You open it up. It's also you know very dusty. Seems to be kind of neglected. You lift the lid off, and inside is a a larger humanoid skeleton again without a head. Hmm. Without a head. This they're, was, they're all like the headless horsemen. Can, remembering this is the cavalry's like burial grounds. In remembering back to the cavalry dudes that we met on the bridge, were they missing heads? Like, is like was that is that a common thing? Oh, yeah, actually, I, I, maybe I'm assuming. Was there a revolution at any point in Paris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like they had their heads on their shoulders. Oh, okay. Maybe this is like a kind of like, you know, Viking funeral type thing where like when they pass, they remove their heads. It's maybe. Like a, yeah. As a fallen brother. before or after they pass, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Are 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 the is the the pumpkin horseshoe thing anywhere in here? Make a investigation check. It's only a five. No, you don't see it anywhere else. Okay. Hmm. Jazzy and or mummy. What's this room? You guys know? Mummy's not. No, the here. mummy's not here. But Jazzy says this is the grand crypt. It's another burial place for cavalry officers. It's a. Have you been yet through here before? I've passed through here to cross the barrier in the past, but it's been a while since I've been through here. And do they remove their head before or after they bury them? Or I'm more familiar with the them yelling at me side of things. Mm. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if we need to check the other ones. So if I... Could. Okay, so the, the the big one, the 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 head of the, the menorah, uh-huh. that was one that was the head trap. Trap, yeah. yeah. Yes. And you don't know what kind of trap it was, right? No, and I was kind of asking Gus if we could disarm it, but I don't know if we were Yeah, right. you don't even know, like, specifically where it is. You're just aware that there is one somewhere over there. Maybe, maybe, uh, rather it's a barbarian with their investigation skills might be able to figure it out. Or maybe I just open it and to heck with it. I spent a lot of money on that candle. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're prepared. Uh, yeah. Sure, then... What if we? What if we just prepare ourselves and uh, and send the barbarian in? That sounds like a typical D and D strategy. I like it. <laughs> okay, you guys get behind somewhere safe, and Elga will take care of it. Okay. Okay. Where are we going? <laughs> she gives everyone, every member of her party, a, a forehead kiss. Okay, why do you like my nose? <laughs> but we all have to come down to your height. Yeah. Okay. But this is unrelated to what you're about to do. I just had a thought. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there. I should have asked this earlier. Barney, would you be interested in having Stinker follow you? Or if he tried to follow you when you all left the graveyard, would you shoo him away? I wouldn't have shooed him away at that point. Okay, I'll say that he's still following you then. So he's with us. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's like not fully integrated to the party. He's not like Jacques level or anything, but he's still like eagerly following. I think I think Barney would, would let him follow him, and, and but not necessarily be entirely receptive. Gotcha. But like not also be like mean 
spirited. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like, yeah, just kind of distant. Yeah. I just need, because of the way everyone reacted, I just needed to get that straight in my head yeah. to know whether or not Stinker was there. And I just, like, it just came to me right then. It's totally unrelated to what you're doing. I swear. There's just a random thought that popped into my head. I lean over to Medina and say, I think <laughs> El- he's got a charm to that dog. He's <laughs> so, shining to that dog. Elga, you're going to go ahead and approach the larger, larger sarcophagus? Yeah. All right. So like I said earlier, uh, you know, this one is larger than the others and it's got a sculpture on top uh, and an inscription. What's the sculpture? The sculpture, it's a small statue that appears to be made of silver. It looks like it's the headless horseman atop his steed kicking high into the air. Okay. And what's the inscription? The inscription below reads, Un vie honorable. 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 <laughs> yes. Un vie éternelle. So an honorable life and what was the second part? An honorable life is an eternal life. Is an eternal life. Do you think that the Headless Horseman's like a position? I don't know. Like we didn't get to talk to generations of Headless Horsemen. It's hard to know. Okay, so they're talking about being honorable, so I'm going to go ahead and interrupt this grave. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ready a, like a spell? Yeah, what do you have in mind? I'll ready a, a guiding bolt. In case what? In case... Uh, Something pops out. Yeah. A creature pops out. Okay. Okay. So Elga lifts the lid. Yeah. You open up the uh, larger sarcophagus and it's empty. Uh, Oh. What the? There's a small spider inside. Uh, That's a trap, I think. (laughs) There's a spider. What what is in the sarcophagus? There's nothing but a little spider. Do you think maybe I should take this little silver statue on the top? Oh. Yeah, how small is it? It's, let's say it's 10 inches. Oh. I could cast detect magic. I think we already know this place is is rigged. Yeah, yeah, do it. You only live once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elga takes the silver statue. Yeah, you pick it up. It's, you know, it's silver. It's probably worth it if you had to estimate maybe like 100 gold pieces. How many curses can one person have on <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, right. <laughs> Does a, so I don't notice any change when I take it? Well, everyone notices a change when you pick up the statue. Hidden pipes jut out from the walls and begin shooting fire from all sides. Everyone make a dexterity saving throw. Jesus. Oopsie. <laughs> Good thing I found a trap. 15. 19. 17. 18. Nice. And I'm going to roll for Juzzy as well. I hope I don't accidentally burn Jesse alive. I mean, it'd be kind of. Oh, Jesse got a three. Uh oh. <laughs> hey, you burned Jesse alive. Uh, I'm not going to roll for Stinker. He's below. He's too low. Only Elga failed. What? Okay. So I'm going to roll some damage. Everyone takes a little bit of fire damage here. Two. I rolled 2d10 and I got a two. Yeah. So we take half that? Yeah. If you if you made it, you take, you take one point of damage. Elga, you take two. Hey, I'm a. Uh, How fire- did I roll a Two. I'm fire resistant. What does that mean? You take zero. I'm going to pout. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is the fire persistent or stop? No, it just like shoots out uh, very quickly and then stops and the pipes retract back into the walls. Okay. <laughs> is everyone happy? Uh-huh. So then the, uh, the exit is also trapped. There was a door to the northeast that appears to have a a, a trap in it. That's the exit I was referencing. What did you think I was referencing? Because I'm going to continue. There's also a northwestern hallway that continues out. There's also the other row of sarcophagus that we didn't... Correct. 
Should we, uh, should how many of those were, were any of those trapped? I'm sorry, I can't no. recall. No. Okay, should we just, uh, work through those really yeah, quick? Yeah, let's just maybe take a peek in case. Okay, I'll take, like, two of the ones on the east. All right, Elgo, are you going to do the other ones? Yeah, I'll do the other ones. Yeah, very similar to the ones on the west. They're just skeletal remains, various size humanoids, all without heads. Okay. Nothing in any of the... Mm-mm. Okay. And, like, uh, can I perceive if these are... Uh, they died at similar times, or are these like generations of de- undead? That's a, a you got forensics know background. That. Yeah, so I can tell from decomposition and such. Listen, uh, I got a make lot of a, Make a wisdom dagger. check. I'll show you a wisdom check. Will you? Minus one, seven. Yeah, you really, you're really not sure. Okay. I feel like it might be the same thing as the mummy. For the mummy, there's multiple generations of the mummy. There Maybe. might be multiple generations. I mean, yeah, I think that's actually a very plausible theory. But the remaining thing we have, we're have, we looking at is we have a, a door to the northeast, is what you're saying, Gus, yes. and then an open hallway Correct. to the northwest. Correct. Okay. I wonder if the, the big one is for the current headless horseman. Oh, and that's why it's empty. Oh. Oh, because he's out doing things and running around yeah. talking to Christina. Flirting with Katrina, <laughs> yeah. Katrina. Katrina. Uh, do we want to check this door? I'd say let's go through the hallway. Just not even, not even uh, a curious? I, well, I'm curious about what's in the hallway. I fear doors. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Well, I, I can see if something's wrong with the hallway. No, but why do you fear doors? Hmm? Just a weird history. Uh, just mm-hmm. not a fan of that music. Actually, I love the doors. Blaine, you got to break on through. Jim Morrison's. <laughs> what a terrible People movie. People are strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, fine. Well, we can leave the door. Well, you Let's know. take us through to the other side. <laughs> yeah, we head to the hallway? Yeah. Let's go. Let's move forward. Sure. The northwestern hallway, you, you follow it, and it leads to a smaller room with a furnace on the western wall and some potter's tools on the eastern wall. Still looking for, for traps. Yeah, you got an hour. I guess, are you carrying it with you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would think so. Yeah, okay. I was trying to think, like, meta-game-wise how it works. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, why not? You just, like, maybe, like, wrap his little tail around it? Is he still bleeding? Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, as long as it's going, he's got a nosebleed. Chip! I'll, I'll save you! That's so I, nice I, of you to help I take care of rock. <laughs> No, yeah. Gross, gross, gross. Thank you, Elga. Wow. Oh, what an assist. So, so are we in a room <laughs> with no other exits? Yes. Okay, so there's a furnace and potter's tools. Yes. That's weird. At this point, Juzzy peeks up. Says, I think this is the way. Oh. I can't remember, but there's something in here. Right before we do that, can I just take a sip of my sippy cup? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I regain 4d4 four four plus 4. She does it like to her back, her back turn and just like a little little feral child in the corner not showing us what she's doing. I get 14 health points. Usually salty and viscous. <laughs> <laughs> so Juzzy can't recall exactly? It'll come to me. We have to do something in here. Maybe we make a pot. That, fine. Why not? So there's pot. Is there pottery like supplies? There's just the, the tools here. Is there like clay? there's no clay. It's, it's essentially like like potter's needles, ribs, scrapers, a knife, calipers, things like that. But there's no, like, dirt around them? Like, nothing, not, not like any clay set aside specifically for pottery. Okay. Uh, the furnace, is it lit? Yes, it's burning with a fire. That's uh, weird. Currently. Ooh. Is there something beyond a fire? Oh, that's it. Thank you, kind tiefling. Mm-hmm. What is it? Juzzy walks up to uh, the furnace uh, and begins, like, touching around it. It's here somewhere. And you see him uh, trigger something. 
The scorched limestone wall opens and a draft of air rushes past, revealing an underground tunnel. And the air smells dank and the soil feels moist and humid. Cool. Ah, this is it. Any traps? Uh, no. Okay. Just realized something. What this is might be one of the first people this entire campaign that Chip did introduce himself to. Because <gasps> he gave me the bad vibes. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing spooking on us when we're having... Real talk with the gang. That's why he hadn't jumped in. He was waiting for an opportune moment. You guys were having a very serious conversation. He's a nice guy. Josie, before we go on, how you doing? Chip Haney, <laughs> pleasure to meet oh. you. I go in for the handshake. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah. yeah. Had to do it. Thank you, Matini. You, keep, you, you keep me honest. Showing us the way right now? Josie? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, this way. Sure. Let's keep going. You all go through, and then as you walk through, the secret door resets itself and reseals it flush with the wall. <laughs> Before you is a passage with twists and turns. It seems like it turns, you know, very sharply every so often. Oh, good. We're most of the way there. Do you, Jesse, is there anything else should we should be aware of in this little uh, cramped space? No. Once we're clear of here, we'll begin climbing back out and we'll reemerge on the other side. I don't think we're going to encounter any more rooms. It's just going to be dirt paths like this the entire way. And you don't suspect any surprises. Suspect any surprises? No? I mean, I got a trap candle. You don't suspect a surprise well, by definition. Should do you? we suspect any surprises? <laughs> no. I think what Jesse is trying to say is you can't suspect a surprise, otherwise it's not really a surprise technically. Well, unless, uh, unless someone else is planning a surprise for other people. Oh, It'd but then... There would be a surprise that they would be suspecting. Is it your birthday, Barney? No. Oh. When it is your birthday? Because maybe we plan a not-so-surprise-surprise surprise party for you. <laughs> so, Mati just proceeds down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, Juzzy also takes point with you and begins, you know, walking down the hall. About every 10 feet or so, it seems like the tunnel twists and turns in a different direction. It seems like it doubles back on itself sometimes and goes in another direction. It's all really disorienting, especially without any real visual reference. Everyone make me a perception check. My favorite. Seven. 23. 16. 17. Uh, I guess everyone except Barney. You know, at one point, as you're you know walking through the tunnel, you feel like you hear a fluttering further down in the tunnel, almost like a bird flying. Matit? Are you, is that you? Wait a minute, Matit's right here. He said maybe it's another nocturnal flying creature we should be aware of. Squeak, squeak. Is somebody possessed by an owl? <laughs> oh! <laughs> is it Is it a bat Is it a bat I hear Just a fluttering sound maybe Find out next week on the <laughs> Elga pushes past everyone and, and goes ahead Okay Elga's very uh, Very keen Bat I can hear something <laughs> It's a little girl saying a word over and over again bat? So you're looking for a bat I'm looking for whatever's making the fluttering sound Make me an investigation check With advantage no. Perfect. 19. Oh. <laughs> you know, the the sound has really piqued your interest, so you begin looking around very intently, trying to find whatever the source of it is. You don't think you find the source. It sounds like it's further away. However, you really take a close look at the walls of this tunnel, and you realize the walls are made of decayed bodies and faces oh. blending into the moist, greenish dirt. Oh, my. That's icky. This is gross. It's better if you don't look too close. I'm not even looking that close, but I'm just now mid aware of it. I look very closely. <clears throat> yeah, it's yuck. Cool. Guys, whatever you do, do not look 
at the walls of the tunnel. Come on, let's hurry up. He begins, you know, walking off into the further ahead into the tunnel. So this is like, uh, what's what's that real life thing in Paris? The catacombs. The catacombs. catacombs. So do I not find anything that's fluttering? No, you you, you think that it might be further up ahead. It's not okay. here. We're in this immediate area. Okay. Onward. Onward. I I send a greeting to all the dead people. Howdy doody. Hey folks. <laughs> Just passing through. Chip Haney. Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Why the long face? Can I ready something? Yeah. What do you want to ready? I want to ready. Destroy undead. Destroy undead. I'm going to take a guess as to what that does. Yeah. When <laughs> undead <laughs> fails a saving throw against your turn on dead feature. That's good. I'm going to ready my spell called destroy Barney before he <laughs> casts destroy dead. <laughs> dead. Yeah. Which is just me holding my spear at his, uh, at his head at all times. <laughs> but walking behind him. Yeah. <laughs> just ready to jab that down. <laughs> uh, you know, you all proceed as well, trying to catch up to uh, Juzzy. And eventually, you know, you turn a corner and the tunnel opens up into a wider, taller cavern. The dull roar of rushing water echoes throughout the cave, but no water's visible. The floor is covered in a soft meadow of grass, and lying in the center is an unconscious little girl in a white dress. That's oh. creepy. Well, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the passage continues on the other side of the meadow and cavern. Could I go up to the little girl? As you begin doing that, Chip, I'm going to speak for you, Chip. You put an arm out and stop her. Oh, uh, I think that, 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 Chip, that, why are you stopping me? There might be that little girl. She might be a trap. Yeah, you think there's a trap somewhere in here. Something's going on. Something's amiss. Can I kind of generally locate where it is? Yeah, it seems like it's everywhere in the room. Okay. <laughs> well. Little girl, do you hear me? There's no movement. So. Okay, I tried. Everything is trapped. It's, it's just either one big trap or lots of little traps in this room. Is it. Can I see the ceiling, or is it just dark in here? It's dark. I have dark vision. Is there a bunch of bats up there? <laughs> it, the, 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 the ceiling, like I said, it got higher here. It's beyond the range of your dark vision. How, how far? You can't tell because it's dark. Well, I need you to tell me. Is it, is it uh, <laughs> shorter than 120 feet or farther than 120 feet? You don't know. You can fly up there and try no, to... No, I have vision. Oh, you have vision up to I have, 120? I have, I have dark vision up to Bigger that. Bigger than a bed box? It's around there. You can start to make out what you think might be the beginnings of a ceiling at that point. Okay. So what do I see? No bats. Okay. Uh, I, I, I do my uh, eyes of night. Dark vision range of 300 feet. Oh, oh yeah, you for, definitely see it. And I did it for everyone in the party. Five. Oh. Oh, ow, my eyes. Uh. <laughs> everyone make a um, perception check. My favorite. 14. 12. 23. 20. 12. 20. 20. Barney and Elga, you think that you see something unusual in the ceiling. What? Do we think like what? movement? It's strange. And as you're trying to figure it out, eight figures drop from the ceiling uh. down and try to ambush you all, but didn't work very well because you saw them. What do they look like? It's hard to make them out. They're cloaked humanoid figures. Uh, everyone go and roll initiative. Oh, oh man. Lord. Wait, Barney, wait. do these guys look familiar? Do they do I recognize them as undead? They are not undead. Mm. Mm. Lucky this time. 18. You have advantage. Thank you. Seven. Eight. You might go first. 21. Nope, you are not. <laughs> is it good for you to go first? It is. Huh? Yes and no. Either like first is good or last is good. Because I have a thing where if someone hasn't attacked and I can get the jump on them, I get advantage. Or if one of my party is near someone. Mm. So I, if I'm later, I mean, then that still has to roll the baddies though. Right. Well, it's, I, 
I can give my advantage on attack to you next time. Can I? I mean, yeah. If it's, yeah. I'm just okay, anyway, sorry. Uh, none of them beat 21, though. Okay. Well, no, eight, but some beat 18. Yeah. All right. Barney, you're at the top. You go first. There are eight figures. It seems like they've kind of split up and they've, there's like two of them on each of you. Okay. So I like eight, those odds. Eight total? Yeah. Okay. How many are around me? You know, in general, there's eight all around, but two seem to be focusing their attention on you. How, when you say all around me, like 15 feet around me? Yeah. Since you all are still kind of at the entrance, everyone's pretty bunched up. All right. I cast Spirit Guardian, which call four spirits around me and distance 15 feet. You guys are all safe, but if uh, they enter or start their turn in it, then they take 3d8 radiant damage. That's good. Is the little girl in the white dress on the ground still? That disappeared. Ah. It's a trap. I want to lure us out. And then... Curses, you and your candle. And then for my bonus action, I, um, I, I shove, I use my whatever telekinetic shove. Are any of them not within 50 feet of me? I'm going to say they all are. Okay. Then I use my telekinetic shove to push one into the, another one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's one of their turns. You want to roll that radiant damage? They actually have to make a wisdom save of 17. How wise are these clothes, Let's boys? Let's see. Plus zero. <laughs> Rolling 15. That's a fail. Okay. So this one takes damage. 10. Good start. Okay. It uh, takes this damage and it does not like that. It begins trying to withdraw. What? But it's it was, was it within attack of opportunity range? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out if I can get around that. It tries to run away, but it cannot avoid an attack of opportunity from you, Barney. Okay, I cast Sacred Flame, which is 2d8 damage. I can do that because I'm a, a warcaster. Okay, I was, about, I was just looking that up. You read my mind. Yeah, so that's 2d8 of radiant damage. And it must make a dexterity saving throw. Of 17, yeah. Five. Uh, all right. And that's nine radiant damage. Okay. It tries to run away, but your sacred flame stops it and it falls to the ground. Uh, Is oh. it like dead? Not moving. Not moving. Wow. So it's another one's turn. Uh, I'm going to roll my save for spirit guardian. That's a one. Great. Micah, don't laugh at me. <laughs> I'm having a hard day. Uh, 16. Micah's on our side this time. It falls to the ground. Uh, oh, neat. These are weak. <sighs> I think I, I'm getting the sense that they are vulnerable to radiant. <laughs> Chip, you're up. Okay. Does Chip have to roll a save? No, because I said he didn't have to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't have advantage on any of these guys currently, right? Let's do the two that are attacking. Correct. Me. Okay. All right. If I were to use cunning action to hide as my bonus action at the top, could then I re-engage and then use something like sneak attack? because then I would have advantage on that attack. So for sneak attack to work, doesn't another one of your allies just need to be within five feet of an enemy? That or if if another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. Yeah, so that that's the case we're in. Your party members are enemies of that target. Okay, well, I'll, just, I'll take a swipe at one of those dudes then with my uh, arm blade of blurbling. Blurble gerble. Blurble gerble, everyone. I also get an extra 1d4 acid damage, which I think I've been forgetting in the past. And Barney took care of two of them, right? Yes. Maybe more. <laughs> we'll see. Shoot. Uh, that's a, that was a one. A critical fail. I'm going to do a lucky. Reroll that. That's better. 13. 13. Ew. Just misses. I'm going to roll another. I'm going to last lucky. He's so lucky. 
He's, he's a, a star. star. That's a friggin' one. He's not very lucky. <sighs> Shoot. Okay, and I don't have inspiration. <laughs> I'm just so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide. <laughs> <laughs> the saddest hide ever. Yeah, I'm gonna use uh, that that thing, that ability that I have to hide. Okay. Anything else? Nope. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna gently set down that candle that I had so that it's still going, and gotcha. then I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of there. I hear I hear gentle sobbing coming from a, a hidden place. <laughs> Carol can see me now. <laughs> it's another one of the creature's turns. It's gonna make it save five. That's a failure. Do you want to roll damage, Barney? Yeah. <laughs> Raise the roof. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Twelve. <sighs> Falls down. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> How many of them have fallen down at this point? Three. 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 Okay. It's another one's turn, making my save. 17. <laughs> Whoa. All right. It still takes half damage. He falls down. <laughs> That's, uh, so that'd be four. It's still alive. However, seeing the carnage unfolding, it disengages and makes a hasty retreat for the other, for the exit out of the room. From okay. Disengages from who? As in like. Like, like use a disengage yeah. action. Yeah. That's to avoid how the attack it, of opportunity. How does it start leaving the room? Is it flying? Is it walking? Is it running? Running. Running. Okay. All right, Elga, it's your turn. Okay. Could I tell if these are vampires? They are not. Okay. Just curious. Um, all right, I'm going to use my axe of the scarab. All right. But I am going to... No, I'll just use it right up on them because they're right up on me, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to... Well, actually, first, just in case, I'm going to rage. Just in case. Always good. Just in case. Act of the Scarab. ABR. Always be raging. Always be raging. That is a 24. That hits. Doing 12 points of damage plus two because <sighs> it falls raging. to the ground. It falls to the ground. And then I'm going to hit the second one that's near me with the same weapon. That is a 21. That's a hit. Doing <laughs> 14 points of damage. All right. That one falls down. These are... Not going as well as I expected. They they lost their element of surprise, which is not good. Not but great. Now is there one left? Two. Two left. Two left. Okay. Well, that's all I could do. So now I'm going to end my turn. Okay. And with that, it's Matisse's turn. This feels fishy. It does feel very. This fishy. feels fishy. It feels too. This squishy. feels fishy. There's two left in front of Matisse. Yes. And then one is running away. Yes. Okay. Matid goes at whatever dude is next to Matid that mm-hmm. Matid can attack. All right, there's yeah, the two in front of you. I guess I'll just stab them with my Spear of Superior Baker. Ow. Uh, actually, wait. Does my new fangled thing require me to do... have to make a successful arm strike. Uh, yeah, let's just do arm strikes. All right. It's not much of a big difference. So I'm going to kick them with my talons. Ow. I rolled a ooh, that's a that's only a ten. That does not hit. Ooh. I'm gonna do it again. Oh. <laughs> uh, that one's a twenty-one. All right, that does hit. Doing eight points of damage. Okay, it's still up. But uh, now that I've hit it, I'm gonna use my new thing, which is called the muffin of stardust. Muffin. <laughs> <laughs> which gives me stellar success. After making a successful unarmed strike, you can choose to gain advantage on one attack roll. Ability check or saving throw you make for the end of your next turn. Okay. And I'm going to do this right now. So I'm going to attack with advantage by using Flurry of Blows. The same one you hit or the other one? Same one. I okay. want this I want this guy to drop like a bad habit. So I'm just going to do a goldie oldie unarmed strike, which is a 20. No, that's a hit. Yep. That'll do seven. 
that's enough. It drops. Then I go for the other guy next time. Oh my gosh. So many attacks with a monk. Wish I could borrow one of those. 17. <laughs> that hits. Seven. Okay, it's still up. Okay. I'm going to... The guy who's leaving is heading to the exit. Yes. How far is he and how far is the exit? He's most of the way to the exit at this point. It's probably from where you are 30 feet away. Would I be able to put myself between him and the exit? Like if I flew, if Body I didn't arc. block. You could try. Yeah. I don't see why not. I want, and I'll, but I'll take a, the guy that I just attacked would get an attack of opportunity. Yes. I'll take it. Okay. And I'm going to do that. Ooh, I get to attack. Yeah. This is my gift to you. All right. It uh, lashes out with a dagger hitting a C 13. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so you take to the air and try to block the exit. Yeah, I at least, at the very least, put myself directly, like, let's say, I land right in front of this guy trying to exit. Okay, then that's it for your turn? Yeah. It's the other one's turn, and it also, so it's going to run up. It's trying to run to the exit. It disengages. It, since it disengages to avoid attacks of opportunity, it can't make an attack against you. But it can up, take radiant damage. Gotta do oh, his, yeah, gotta, I got to roll my save. save. That is correct. I have a theory who these people are. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Maybe it's nothing. Failed. Oh wait, there's eight sarcophagus. Oh yeah. And so these roll guys. your damage. Do they have heads? Yes, they have heads. Oh, I have another um. <laughs> <laughs> No, they could. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we just keep asking questions. Are they vampires? Do they have heads? What do they smell like? What if there is uh, eight radiant damage? Oh. From dagger. But they attacked us. Yeah. All right. Uh, so all that's left is the guy that I'm standing in front of. Yeah. And whose turn is it right now? It's back up to the top. It's Barney. Uh, I want to snipe him with that finger. Yeah, I want to cast uh, Sacred Flame. Okay. I did four radiant damage. Don't you have to do an attack to, roll? They have to, uh, no, they have to make a, oh. a dexterity save of 17. Gotcha. Three high roll. Can he make it? Can Gus make it? 17. Okay. Is he really? Yeah. Oh. Rolled again. Half? Shoot. Um, My okay. luck is out. Then I, I also want to... So what does that mean? I take two? Uh, I, don't, I think it just misses. Okay. Um, and then I want to move towards the creature so that I'm, it starts its turn near me. Okay. And then I'll also uh, use my bonus action to yank it back towards me. Okay. So it has to make a strength saving throw or be moved five foot towards me. Four. Okay. Fail. So it moves five feet closer to you. And then, yeah, I get up next to it. All right. Chip. Uh, I'm going to take a... Well, how far away is it? From where you are, 20 feet. Okay. Yeah, I'll run over. I come out of hiding. So I think that that would that give me disadvantage or, or advantage because I wait, shoot, did we mess up the advantage thing? What? No. You're within five feet. We, that's exactly what it said. Coming out of hiding, do I have do I have advantage? If it's a sneak attack type thing. Well you're hiding, so your attack would be sneak attack, yes. Yes. Okay. Well anyways, I'm gonna try to stab at it with the, the arm blade of blurbling. I, I guess what I'm asking is do I get advantage on that attack? On this one? Yes. If, were you hiding? Yes. So yes. Okay. Wait. Sneaky, sneaky. There's no way I can miss. Oh, that's great. A nat 20. <laughs> that hits. Crit. God. I okay. really thought you were going to screw yourself by saying that before. I thought so too. I always Every time. do. Uh, that's an 11. Yeah, you murder it. It okay. falls to the ground. Well, no, no, hold on now. I'm not done. Uh, you get a 1d4 acid damage. <laughs> so it's dead. Dead. It's, dead. it's dead. time to desecrate. It's right. dead. And then I also, because... <laughs> it's dead. I, 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 you get to kill lots of things. I don't get to kill nothing. <laughs> 
It's just Chip stabbing into this unconscious body. Just on like my pocket knife. <laughs> you successfully dispatched the hooded creatures. Everyone six extra damage. Everyone can either receive an inspiration die or five temporary hit points. Inspiration die. I'll take, inspiration die. I'll take those hit points. Can we now see them up up close to see we what they are? We just killed a bunch of children. You begin looking at them, and one of them suddenly rises oh. and then begins darting out the dark passage. Oh, now wait. It's Juzzy. Hurry! Secure the gate and the prisoners! They're right behind me! What? What? I'm Ooh. sorry. What? Wait, I thought we could trust J- Juzzy. So wait, J- uh, Juzzy has, le- has headed to the exit that they were running towards? Yes. And is yelling to someone ahead of us? Presumably someone you can't see. What? Uh, we've I've I, rushed forward. And they said secure the gates so the prisoners don't get away? Yeah, us being the prisoners. Yeah, you rush forward. What the heck? The passage grows darker and darker. Juzzy's silhouette growing fainter just ahead. Right when he's within reach, a chill floods the air and the floor frosts over. An icy cage briskly forms all around you in the shape of a dome. Two haggard silhouettes join Juzzy on the other side of the ice. Welcome, my friends, to the headquarters of Talon. <laughs> no! I knew they were assassins. I, uh, I picked Bad up their assassins from a while away. Talon, huh? Yeah, Talon's the, the other guys from their no. opposite dagger. Find out, Find more. out what that means yeah. on the next episode <laughs> of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. I, I want to go back and review that Zone of Truth conversation. <laughs> I, was, I was so cagey, and I walked such a fine line uh, through that conversation. I was sweating it, but I... I did it. Oh, man. You weren't prepared for Zone of Truth. I was not, but I, I I navigated it. All right, find out what happens on the next episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Dang. Dang. Talon. Barney Farney here again. I hope you know at this point that you can directly support the show by subscribing at stinkydragonpod.com slash first. We've got amazing little stinkers like DV Ravenworth, Vixie, Chainbar, Wicked Nor'easter, and JJO. They're all directly supporting the show and they get access to more great content like Second Win. They also get to interact with us on our subscriber-only Discord channels and they get to attend exclusive events. Again, that's all at stinkydragonpod.com slash first. Can't thank you enough for your support that lets us make this show. We've also got listeners that interacted with us on social media and Discord, so we named some NPCs after them, like Raida Rajad, aka the Mummy, from Raida 7S, voiced by Hannah McCarthy. Jesse the Darkling from Lemon Curd Lily's friend Justin on Instagram, voiced by Patrick Brown, and Mysterious Voice, voiced by Jessica Vasami. The Stinky Dragon channel is managed by Ben Ernst. This episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon was produced by Kai Cook, written and edited by Micah Reisinger, with additional editing work by David Sonye. Head on over to stinkydragonpod.com first for all things stinky. Tune in next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon.
He, uh, I need help sneaking past the cavalry. Why do you need to sneak back to the cavalry? <laughs> I need help sneaking past Ca the cavalry. Cavalry? Gosh. We found Gus's I, Phoenix. I need help, help sneaking past the cavalry. First try. Thank you. Thank you. Keep all of those in. Put them out for our first members. <laughs> let, let, let them see how I'm unable to read. Cavalry. Your six dollars a month could help fund Gus's learning. <laughs> yeah, help Cavalry. Lingo, but only but in English. 